The Man of God Network exists to help the church in her mission to identify and equip qualified, faithful men for the gospel ministry and for the recovery of biblical reformation in our day. It's our joy to provide you with resources that both encourage you and edify you as you seek to build Christ's church where you are, to the end that He is better known, loved, and exalted. We appreciate the support of our listeners. To learn more about how you can help us accomplish our mission, visit manofgodnetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of the Pastor's Inbox on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. In our last episode, we talked about pastoral oversight meetings, and we discussed kind of the theology of pastoral oversight meetings, or at least where we can uh, get this principle from Scripture. Uh, And in this conversation, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the fine ends of conducting one of these pastoral oversight meetings. And the topic of this conversation is titled, What Questions Should I Ask During a Pastoral Oversight Meeting? And so just to kick this conversation off, we'll kind of pick up where we left off last time. Uh, and I think we'll direct this one to Pastor Joe. I'll ask you now, what is the aim of pastoral oversight meetings? Well, the aim uh, is not just to, uh, quote, do my duty and be able to check off a box with a name beside of it. Uh and that's a temptation. It's uh, pastors like church members are sometimes tempted to go through the motions of doing things. Uh, we must make sure that's not our goal. Our goal, our aim has to be to do real spiritual lasting good to the souls of those whom Christ uh, has purchased with his own blood and who have been committed to our care. So the ultimate aim of course is uh, to see every last one of these sheep committed to my care, safe in glory, where we can look with joy upon those uh, who have safely uh, arrived, uh, who had been committed to our care. It, it strikes me that it should terrify a pastor to think of one of his sheep finally perishing, sitting under my ministry and perhaps me being uh, sleepy in watching for their souls and not doing all I could to try to help them and then to find out at the last that they fell short uh, as Hebrews warns against. Uh, The intermediate goal would be to see them gain more and more assurance, uh, more peace in their walk with God, to see them grow in grace and to walk worthy of their calling, uh, giving honor to the Christ who has saved them and reflecting well upon the church of Christ to which, uh, they belong and to which I belong. And, and these are the kind of goals. None of these goals happen by accident. They are the result of submissive uh, sheep responding well to diligent, loving shepherds. And that's just a statement as to what our, uh, what the aim ought to be, at least in my opinion. Well, um, thank you for that. And now we can kind of move into the step-by-step process of what these meetings might look like in uh, your formal sitting with one of these sheep in your churches. So I'll ask uh, you, I think Pastor Joe will begin. Uh, Can you walk our audience through your step-by-step process of a pastoral oversight meeting? And perhaps uh, you can talk about how you structure this meeting 
uh, whenever you conduct one. Okay. I, I, yes, I'll be glad to do that. There are usually four or five things that I have on my mind and I usually have an order ready to go into, but I found this, that uh, a, an oversight meeting can take several different uh, directions and you never know where the first statement might lead you. You don't know for sure what might be on the heart of the indiv uh, the individual or the couple that you are uh, giving uh, pastoral care to. Uh, so you might need to address them, but I, I usually try to start with things like their personal godliness would be the first thing I would ask about. Uh, how would you generally assess the state of your walk with God right now? And let it be said, you know that some people have, have uh, seemingly been a little bit scared of this pastoral oversight thing because they think it's pastors with a heavy hand going in to try to rule the lives of their people in every detail. That is not what I believe scriptural pastoral oversight is. Uh, but I don't think it's wrong for a pastor to inquire as to the spiritual well-being of, of, of the sheep. And a lot of times that'll open just that first question will open the door to all kinds of questions and discussions that will lead you into more specific areas. Two things that under the area of personal walk with God that I'm always going to talk to the people about is uh, your, your, your Bible reading. Uh, we need God speaking to us and your prayer life. We need us speaking to God. And so I'll often ask them if they're on some kind of a Bible reading plan. And, and uh, if so, uh, where are they? Are they able to keep up with it for the most part? If they, if they bitten off more than they can chew, then I, then I'll say, okay, well, maybe, maybe you do not, you busy mother of five children. Maybe you shouldn't try to read the whole Bible through in a year. Uh, so as a, uh, I want to try to comfort them and get them to be realistic. Um, so anyway, under, under personal godliness, uh, Bible reading prayer, I'll move on then. And I'm going to try to speed this up. So I want my brother Lee to weigh in on this. I'll talk about the family. I love what, uh, pastor Lee, I think you were quoting, uh, Randy Pizzino about, you can't have a strong church that doesn't have strong families. I love that quote. So we want to make our family strong. I, I want to know, and I will inquire about the state of their marriage, not in a meddling way, but in a caring way. Are you, are you able to pray together? Do you all have a time when, when you husband and wife are able to have devotions together? I want to ask them about their children. Are you seeing any signs of any hopeful signs of grace in your children? How are things going with your family devotions? Because I do find that to be an area where many families, many heads of families, many dads are struggling to be consistent in that. And I think it's a good thing to inquire about and uh, to seek to motivate them in. I will in the third place, uh, usually uh, speak to them about, are you profiting under the ministry of the church? Um, and how is your relationship with other members uh, within the assembly? Very important. Uh, to uh, keep the unity and the bond of peace. And sometimes we may get into the areas of evangelism. Is God giving you any good opportunities to spread the gospel among other distant family members, uh, neighbors, or in your workplace? 
And then I would like to give them an opportunity to ask me any questions concerning the church, the ministry, the direction in which we're heading, or I'll even uh, allow, uh, ask for, uh, do you have any constructive ideas that you'd like for us as pastors to consider? We don't know it all. We learn a lot of things from our people and their, from their questions and uh, their ideas. I'll also ask them about the, any goals for the future. A good question is, where would you like to be a year from now in your walk with God? And I always, um, if there are, if I know that there are specific things that need to be addressed with the particular couple or person that I'm meeting with, I will try somewhere in this uh, meeting to bring that up. And I'll usually be taking some notes and I'll be asking, uh, is there any way in which I can pray for you? Hmm. Uh, Lee. Well, Joe, we uh, have not really had a conversation uh, about this as to how to go about it, but I boy, almost carbon copy, uh, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we aim to have the oversight meeting, a formal oversight meeting once a year. I, I want their legs under my table more than that. Obviously, we want to have informal uh, fellowship, but, but as to a, a spiritual checkup, like going to the doctor, well, we try and do that once a year. We'll put up a, a sign-up sheet uh, for people to, to fill in, we, even allowing them to, to choose what time is going to be best for them. But we put out a number of dates and, uh, and people do sign up. Yeah, in the current round, both myself and my fellow elder are going together to the homes. Uh, and it's been a, a blessing and a joy to work together in that way, though in days to come, we may be dividing it up like you brothers do there in Owensboro, Joe. Um, I, I'll usually begin with just a brief word from God's word as to what we're about, why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Hebrews 13, 17, about shepherds watching for your souls as overseers watching for your souls, those us give account, or or uh, Acts 20, 28, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, uh, or the First Peter 5 passage as well, where uh, called the shepherd and give oversight. And then after that, begin with prayer. And often I will actually ask the head of the home to lead us in prayer to, to begin with. Then we address matters under three heads, just like you do there, Joe and, and Owensboro, their personal walk with Christ, then the domestic sphere, and then church life. Mm -hmm. uh, but like you, Joe, I, even before I begin with those things, uh, I like to ask one in general question as a, a place to begin, and I'll ask, are you generally encouraged in the Lord? Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons for that is if somebody's hanging by a thread, the last thing I want to do is start beating, beating on that thread. You know, we, we don't need to go any further here. Uh, let's let's start right here with, with what uh, is, is happening. But if there is that overall encouragement, and I usually have to explain, I'm not talking about going over your life with a fine-tooth comb right now, uh, just a big picture, um, then yeah. we'll go on to those three heads and uh, and – then we'll close in prayer like you, uh, Joe. I will ask for you know, how people are doing by way of their uh, in in their interaction 
uh, with one another. I'll come to the questions that I would normally use in a moment, but but the idea of input that they can give us. What can we be doing? And certainly to ask how we can pray for them. Another thing is I will sometimes ask, what would you wish me to ask you uh, in our next oversight meeting? Because oftentimes there'll be some point where they really want accountability. Yeah. And, and so uh, if there are children, uh, I at times at least, will have a separate meeting with the kids, expressing love for them, asking them questions about their relationship with mom and dad and, and talking about the fifth commandment, uh, their relationship with their siblings. Are, are they enjoying church? Are they able to get anything out of the, uh, the sermons and uh, especially making sure that they understand the gospel yeah. and the need of Christ and, and then pointing uh, to the savior uh, himself. Now, uh, I suppose, Joe, since you've already covered a lot of questions, I will just segue right into to that to some specifics that we would use uh, in our uh, oversight meetings. Uh, under personal walk with Christ, we would ask things like, is Christ precious to mm. you? Do you have a strong mm. assurance of faith? Uh, are you walking with a good conscience? Uh, are you growing? And usually in that connection, I will say, are you aiming at specifics? You know, the old adage, aim at nothing and you'll hit it every time. Well, uh, I think it's good to be looking at, that's what Peter says, right? In first Peter, uh, sorry, second Peter chapter one about add the faith, virtue to virtue, knowledge and knowledge, self-control. He's talking about aiming even at specific graces. And so I will usually ask, is that so? Uh, like you, Joe, I would ask, are you, uh, consistent in your devotional life, uh, the word, prayer. And, and I will also ask in a way, are you enjoying your devotional life? Because just like you're saying, you know, you can check off a box here. You, you want people to be able to delight in Christ and delight in their, their devotional time. Uh, usually I'll ask if there are areas of struggle with some particular sin for which they need help. And, and usually when you see the gears turning for a few moments, you think, no, if it doesn't come to mind right away, that's not the kind of thing we're talking about. We're talking, again, somebody who I, I need some help. I got to have some relief here. Uh, that kind of issue that's really pressing on them. Uh, we can all come up with all kinds of particular sins that we need to deal with in our lives. But if, is there something that's really quite pressing? Uh, we will ask our, if they're delighting in the Lord's day. Uh, if they're in, not just endeavoring to keep the Lord's day, but are you actually delighting in the Lord? You remember the Isaiah 58 passage about, you know, you delight in the day and then you delight yourself in the Lord. Uh, another question that we will ask is, uh, are you content with the providence of God? And knowing the situation of individuals, for instance, somebody who's got plenty of miles on the odometer and they're experiencing all the joys of the aging process, uh, or or a, a single person, uh, how they're doing, uh, content in their state. Uh, so that's another one. Are you content with the providence of God? Then that leads us into the domestic sphere, uh, good relations between husband and wife. Uh, again, are they enjoying the relationship with one another? And uh, Joe, I think you mentioned the idea of praying together. Are you praying together? Uh, are you consistent? family devotions. I'll even ask you what they're using uh, by way of family devotions. Uh, also asking, uh, are they spending time together? And is the husband exercising loving leadership? And is the wife 
respectfully, lovingly submissive. Uh, another question I think that uh, we'll ask uh, certainly to those who have children is, are you enjoying each of the children? Um, and do you have questions about parenting? Uh, again, I've mentioned single people. Well, talk to them about uh, their contentment in their state, uh, their thoughts about domestic sphere and the future. The, do they desire marriage? Are they anxious about it? Maybe guarding against uh, uh, jumping too quickly uh, rather than taking care of what, what are you looking for in a spouse is an, another question uh, to ask. Um, do they have questions about guidance or education or vocation or, or finances, especially as a, a younger single person? But then in church life, well, much like what you, brethren, would do there, Joe, uh, are you profiting from church life? Mm -hmm. uh, another question we'll ask in that connection, are you as committed now as you have been in the past? Um, are you able to worship God? Are you profiting from the Word, being fed uh, from the ministry of the Word? Uh, do you have? I think you mentioned this, Joe. Do you have good relations with all in the church? Mm -hmm. uh, we'll ask about hospitality. Are you able to extend hospitality? Um, sometimes uh, are, are there ways in which the elders or the brethren in the church could better minister to you? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, another question I've asked uh, regularly is, are there matters that would be helpful to you and the brethren were they addressed in public ministry? Um, and then I've already mentioned, you know, do you have, what would you like me to ask next oversight meeting? Uh, how can we pray for you? And, and also, are there any questions or concerns uh, which you would wish to ask us? And usually we'll underscore that, hey, we don't need to wait for oversight meetings for that. You know, and we have a good relationship with the brethren, so uh, they know they can uh, approach us uh, at any time. So, well, I've gone through a, an extended list there, Joe. You may have more uh, to add to that, so I, I throw that back to you, brother. Mm -hmm. No, I, I want to say this, uh, brother. It's good for me to hear you. Uh, I loved from the very beginning your, uh, the way you begin with a brief word from God as to what we're doing. Uh, so I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm growing. I'm hopefully going to be able to use some of the things you've mentioned and uh, implement them. I want to say to any uh, young, young ministers, <clears throat> take this matter very seriously. Uh, if you're called to pastor a church, uh, you do want to be careful to avoid domineering lordship over mm. the consciences of your people, but you must be uh, very careful to exercise loving uh, oversight. And if you do that, and I'm not, I'm not the example of the, actually I'm the worst of the three elders when it comes to this. My, my elders have to help me and sometimes encourage me uh, in this matter because we will talk to one another about whether we are, providing oversight for uh, members, but you will find it uh, uh, new pastors richly rewarding. Uh, if you're able to get involved in the lives of your people and you begin to see them grow. And in most cases, I said, I think at the last, uh, the beginning of the last episode, sheep, a lot of the sheep, because they don't know what this is, they don't want it. But in most cases, true sheep, once they're under loving oversight, love it. 
and they'll want it. It's rewarding for the overseer. It's rewarding for the sheep also. So uh, aspiring minister, make this uh, your goal whenever God uh, brings you to uh, pastor one of his uh, churches. That's uh, that's uh, all of my comments. Lee, you have anything you want to say before we go? No, brother, I've run my mouth too much already, so I'll happy happy to turn it over to you, Austin. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for this conversation. I'm sure that all of the uh, questions that you've supplied for questions to be asked during the pastoral oversight meeting uh, will be really helpful for our listeners, or at least we hope that it will be helpful for our listeners. And uh, at least as I'm the one interviewing you guys, I think that from my perspective, uh, this step-by-step process of a pastoral oversight meeting has the potential to be uh, a very useful resource. So thank you, brothers, both. And to our audience, thank you for listening. And uh, we continue to encourage you to submit your questions at pastorsinbox at cbtseminary.org. And until next time, grace and peace to you.